Welcome back to another episode of an Athletic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shneef. Today we have Quinn Carroll with us. Quinn is a football player for the University of Minnesota. Quinn, how you doing? Doing well. You uh, So you're from Minnesota. You left for, for a little bit and uh, you decided to come back. You know, can you talk, talk about that a little bit, introduce yourself, and you know, ultimately why you came back to Minnesota? Yeah, so um, I'm from Edina High School. Uh, more of a hockey town than anything, but <laughs> I uh, – out of high school, I went to University of Notre Dame, played offensive line there for three seasons, um, got my degree after the end of uh, last year's spring, so May of 22, and then I um, decided to do a grad transfer, you know, just kind of looking for a, a new home, uh, just a better opportunity for me, so transferred back home to the University of Minnesota, and uh, yeah, I play, play offensive line here now. And what's that, that feeling, you know, you're representing your, your hometown, your home state, you know, you've got, you know, the maroon and yellow, you're wearing the gold or whatever. And what does it mean to you to be able to, you know, perform every single Saturday in front of your home fans? Oh, it means a lot. Um, you know, I've got a ton of family here. Um, I've got six siblings, you know, plus a bunch of cousins, aunts, uncles, extended family and friends. So um, it's been great to have everybody at the games and, you know, they've, They've been awesome with support, um, but also just growing up being a Gopher fan. My dad played for the Gophers, so being able to fulfill that legacy as well—it's—it's uh, it's surreal, really. When I when I think back on my time uh, in high school, I never would have, you know, what all has happened since senior year of high school. Uh, would have thought that I'd be back here playing for the Gophers. Yeah, you you said you uh you graduated from Notre Dame, you transferred back. What was your degree in? It was in marketing. You got a marketing degree. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about uh, growing up a little bit with football. Like, why were you interested in football? Obviously, you're just bigger than everybody. But what else, you know, drew you to the game of football? Um, I'd say just my family. You know, I have four older brothers. They all played football. My dad played football, and he was he was like their coach um, in little league and stuff like that. So I was the little pipsqueak running around while they were practicing before I could even play. So I've been around it my whole life. And as you said, I was always bigger than everybody else. So that was kind of the sport that fit me best. And, um, you know, I tried other sports growing up like basketball or baseball. Those just weren't for me. I found some football um, and, you know, everybody in my family loved it. So it was a lot of fun to, you know, try and be a part of the family in that way. Um, you know, and, and just do what my brothers were doing, do what my old man did. So, uh, yeah, it's just really my family that sparked that interest. And then I kind of took it, took it and ran with it and, you know, fell in love with it. Like, like most people do. Yeah. I mean, took it and ran with it. Yeah, you were at Notre Dame. Now you're playing for the Gophers, and you really ran with it. It turned out really well for you, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Uh, there's there's a lot of work to do, a lot of improvements to be made, but um, I love football. It's uh, I, I still try and view it as, you know, same same sport I played when I was in third grade. So, yeah, I mean, try and make it the I same. I tell everybody every day, like, I'm blessed to do what I do. You know, I go to work every day and I'm playing a child's game, so I can't be too upset about what we're doing. 
<laughs> exactly. It's just a game. You know, exactly. I mean, you know, people can make a life out of it. So I think that's awesome. And it's, it's what everyone I believe is aspiring to do. If you're playing college football is everyone wants to, you know, make a career out of it. And so if you can go to work every day, playing a sport, you're going to be set. Yeah, absolutely. So when we were in high school, so we graduated in the same class, Quinn and I did, there was, there was a story going around. And I don't know if this is true. So I'm going to have you confirm or deny it right now. You okay. started, you started every game of your career from what freshman year until you graduated. Yeah, I did. And you never allowed a single sack. You know, uh, I, <laughs> I didn't really have a statistician at Edina, but, um, I can't remember a time to be honest that, with you. That is um, incredible. You know, like, like you said, I, I was just bigger than everybody else in high school. Yeah, absolutely. But to, I mean, start every game, you know, freshman year to senior year and all the snaps that you guys are playing, especially, you know, Edina is not a small school, you know, there's, there's big schools, there's good talent, you know, playing, you know, some schools like, what are they, 6A, 5A? 6A. So you're playing Eden Prairie, you're playing, you know, Lakeville, big schools mm-hmm. that have a lot of talent in those programs and to never allow a sack, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, Edina didn't throw the ball much either. So well, <laughs> it might, that could be it true. Might, uh, we did do that, but um, yeah, high school, high school football was a lot of fun. Um, that Those are the days where you're not so much worried about the uh, technique or the fundamentals. It's more just going out there and playing. So, Absolutely. So you, you have a, a wonderful career at Edina. You play really well. You commit to Notre Dame. Why did you choose Notre Dame? Well, out of high school, I mean, I had opportunity to uh, visit a lot of places and um, got offers from around the country. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that I was making the best decision for me. So me and uh, a few of my brothers, my dad, we went on various trips um, across the country to, to visit schools and make sure that I was making the right and most informed decision. So, um, you know, every time I would go to Notre Dame, I just felt this calling uh, that I was supposed to be there. And, you know, whether that was meeting with the coaches or, meeting with the players or, you know, just hearing about the tradition of, of the program and, and being on campus. It was just all kind of wrapped into one, you know, dream school for me out of high school. Um, and I, I loved every second there. Yeah. Also a degree from Notre Dame is almost as good as they come, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, um, and to be able to get my degree there, was a blessing for sure. Um, but I, I love it here at Minnesota and, um, I don't, I don't, a lot of people have asked me, you know, if I regret not going to Minnesota out of high school and, you know, or if I regret going to Notre Dame out of high school and my answer is always no, you know, I, I felt called there out of high school and I made a lot of good friends, um, got to play a decent amount, and, you know, got my degree there. So I, I count that as a blessing for sure. Yeah, I think that's, you know, a weird question because you get that question a lot, like you said, and it happens to a lot of people who enter, end up transferring or, you know, picking a different school or whatever. No, I don't regret it, but things happened along the way that allowed me to have another opportunity to continue doing what I love. 
You know, there's exactly. a lot of things go with that decision and there's a lot of impacts, but I'm sure it's a great time. You made, you said you met a lot of great people, a lot of great friends. You got to play at one of the best football programs in the country at any level. And you did awesome there. So like, I don't understand, you know, why people think you would regret it because you did wonderful things. Yeah. It's the whole, it's the whole like idea of transferring. Everybody looks at it as like, Oh, he hated it there. You know, it must yeah. have been horrible, um, you know, or not gotten along with the coaches or whatever. It's just like, no, you know, <laughs> some people just are looking for something new or, you know, if, and if I hadn't been set up to, to graduate after three years, I, I wouldn't have transferred. Um, but luckily enough, I was able to get some credits out of the way to the point where I could, uh, I, you know, I was allowed that opportunity. So. Um, yeah, a lot of things go into transferring, but you know, <laughs> there's no bad blood or the team. So, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, there, there are yeah. reasons where people transfer for those reasons, but I feel like there's kind of a bad stigma with the, you know, the word transfer people transferring because people transfer for good reasons too. It's not just that they hate what they're doing or they hate who they're with. There's, there, there's other things that go into it. Right. I don't know if this is played into your decision at all to go into Notre Dame, but you know, they are the standard when it comes to the offensive line, what they do, who they produce is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming out of high school, that was a big deal. They had just, you know, Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson had just gone sixth overall and ninth overall in the draft. So um, looking at that, it's kind of hard to turn down, but um you know, also some guys that I was able, I was fortunate enough to play with Aaron Banks. He was a second round pick. He's the left guard for the 49ers now. Um, Robert Hainsey, uh, he was drafted that year as well. He played center for the Bucks all year. Liam Eichenberg, also a uh, second round pick. Um, and he, he's been uh, left tackle, left guard for the Dolphins for the past few years. So, um, to be able to learn from those guys and, you know, that really mentored me as I showed up there has been outstanding. Um, they've really taught me a lot about fundamentals, techniques, what works, what doesn't work uh, in the heat of the moment. So you're right. You know, producing offensive linemen is what Notre Dame does. And uh, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to bring that to Minnesota. Yeah. You know, Nobody produces O-linemen like Notre Dame. It's what they do. And if you want to play O-line at a, you know, a high level, it's a, it's a great place for you, you know? Yeah. It's just, you don't see people doing what Notre, Notre Dame does with the offensive line. Right. Yeah. I mean, some schools, some schools are definitely up there. Um, you know, the likes of Michigan or Georgia, Iowa's decent, um, I was a rival now, so I can't be talking about them, but, uh, you know, definitely schools out there that are, uh, that are highly regarded when it comes to offensive line play. Um, but yeah, Notre Dame's Notre Dame's on a different level and, you know, strictly because of who they produce and, um, you know, Minnesota, Minnesota is going to be there someday. You can mark my words. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Big Ten program in a big city, they they will get to that point someday. Absolutely will. Yeah, 
no doubt. Who had the uh, biggest impact on you at Notre Dame? Was it a coach, a player, a friend? Um, I'd say uh, Robert Haynes. He, he was the right tackle there um, for two out of my three seasons there. And um, that was the position that I backed up for the most part. And, you know, he was just a pro's pro. He, you know, he was a terrific leader, um, worked his tail off every day, led by example, was also a great vocal leader too. So, um, but he, he really took an interest on me and um, really showed me the ropes of, you know, how college football works, how Notre Dame works and, you know, what it's going to take for me to, reach my maximum potential and he had all the faith in the world in me. So, um, great guy, awesome player. And, uh, you know, he's, he's tearing it up in the NFL. Yeah. It's gotta be, you know, wonderful to have a guy like that who will go out of his way to mentor a new guy, a young guy, take him under his wing and show him what it takes to play the position at a high level. And then ultimately he goes on to continue doing that at another high level for in a career. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, when I showed up at Notre Dame, <clears throat> I wasn't exactly sure uh, who would be mentoring me or or anything like that. But I knew that there would be one guy or a few guys that um, that would be taking us freshmen under their wings. And Robert was really that guy for a lot of us. Um, you know, it was never too too big, too cool for the freshmen or any young guy. Uh, to teach us or or to make us better, um, even though he was a four-year starter at University of Notre Dame. So that's that's a feat in and of itself. And Yeah, like you said, never too cool, too big for the young guys. I think that that helps grow a program and it helps the culture because if you're willing to go out of your way to, to build the future of the program and leave it better than you found it, that's what's going to ultimately continue to make a program great and put them in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I've I've tried um, to be just like that as I've grown older in programs, you know, uh, becoming an older guy at, at Notre Dame. And then, you know, when I transferred to Minnesota, I was already considered one of the, you know, veterans. So just trying to um, make the freshmen feel like they're, they belong there, um, you know, but obviously there's, there's, things for them to learn and uh, just to, to be the best mentor I can be and never be too cool for, for anybody. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's ultimately what it takes. We're going to transition a little bit now to the Gophers and your, your current career, I guess you could say. Um, how would you describe the culture at the U? Um, I would say it's, it's very different from uh, what I used to at Notre Dame um, you know, Notre Dame was very traditional, um, kind of old school, uh, pride to, you know, very, took a lot of pride in, uh, the tradition of the program and the history. Um, whereas Minnesota is, you know, we're building, uh, <clears throat> and we're not just building football players, we're building men. And so, um, that's what coach Fleck takes a lot of pride in and his staff and, and us leaders on the team, we're, we're trying to be the best people we can be and the best players we can be. Um, and how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, um, you know, Coach Fleck 
being different, but different is good and different has found him a lot of success. So, um, you know, the, the culture there, it's a winning culture for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, being different is good. If everyone was the same, the game would have never evolved. We would still be right. running the same shit that we were running in the forties, you know, <laughs> being yeah. different is okay because you keep, you can push the envelope and you can continue to do things that were unheard of. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Progression. Just keep going, keep pushing forward, and keep evolving and and changing the game the way the game's played. I you know I just right. I had uh, Jake Waters on the last episode, and he's a quality control analyst for Iowa State, and they're kind of doing that three safety thing now, where they have three safeties on the field. And yeah, they're the pushing three, the envelope. Five, they're, they're moving things. Yep. Oh, exactly. Geez. So they're they kind of you know are the ones who just started. They started doing that, and people are looking towards them now. But being different's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh we kind of faced that in our bowl game against Syracuse, um, and I think Nebraska is is bringing that defense with them. So, um, that'll be fun to play. <laughs> we we open yeah. up with Nebraska, so um, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, no doubt. How would you uh, describe your game, and also, what are you trying to develop the most this off season? You know, um, I would describe my game as more old school. Um, you know, I, I learned how through my dad, uh, and he played in the eighties. So definitely more old school, um, more run heavy, um, than anything, but, um, yeah, just more more physical um, road grader type player. But this offseason, Bass Pro, um, Big Ten, whether I'm playing inside or outside, you got speed on the outside and you got huge dudes on the inside who can, you know, who as well. So um, keeping up with these guys um, has been a great test for me and allowing me to. Uh, perform to the best of my ability uh, each and every week. But, yeah, just perfecting my pass set um, so that we can be the best offense we can be. Yeah. You know, I play fullback and tight end, and you play offensive line, so I think we'll we'll agree on this. But I'm a, a strong believer that you win the game at the line of scrimmage. If you get your ass kicked on the line of scrimmage, you're probably not going to win that game. But if you can dominate on the line of scrimmage, there's a very high chance that you're going to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, talk about that. You know, the game is the game is won up front, and especially you know that's that's where the play starts. You know, uh, that's where you know quarterback's not throwing the ball if he's got somebody in his face. Running back's not making it past the line of scrimmage if we're not getting the push. So. Um, you know, it all starts with us. You know, we might fly under the radar. So um, if we're dominating, we allow the skill players to. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter, you know, how good of athletes you have on the perimeter or in the backfield. If they can't, you know, get the ball, then it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. It, you know, everyone says that the game's one up front, but I'm not sure how many people actually believe it with the RPOs, the, you know, the taking shots all the time but i'm a firm believer in it and i will always believe that yeah no doubt um i think that's 
I think that has been, you know, showing itself more so in the contracts, um, especially uh, with the with the sort of contracts that these defensive linemen are getting. You know, they need to pay the offensive linemen just the same, if not more, to be able to protect against those guys. So, um, absolutely, you know, NFL teams are are picking up on, you know these guys are just as important as our star wide receiver. So, um, you know, like the, the Trent Williams of the world, those guys are just freaks of nature. Um, oh. and he deserves to be paid whatever the 49ers are, are willing to pay him. Yeah. Freak. I watch his film all the time, you know, up in the meeting rooms, whatever. The dude is a freak. Yeah. Or Quentin Nelson. Incredible. Yeah. Those are the guys that uh, himself to him or or tries to, you know, end the game because they're freaks of nature. You know, you're not they're they're one of a kind. You know, you shouldn't necessarily be watching Trent Williams film if you're trying to be like Trent Williams. You should, you know, pick a guy who has a similar uh, game as you um, as opposed to somebody who is a one of a kind surefire Hall of Famer. <laughs> absolutely the guy is he's fast he's physical he's huge and he's gonna outwork you i'm gonna i'm gonna beat you on this play and then i'm gonna come back to the line of scrimmage the next play and i'm gonna beat you again (laughs) yeah it's hard to beat a guy with that mentality yeah well that and the god-given talent that he has exactly what would you or who would you say has had the greatest impact on you that you've played with um like while you're playing what guy you know next to you or you know the quarterback who who's had the greatest impact on you like physically in a play um i would say john michael schmitz he's the he, he was the center for the gophers for the past um you know he started for a long time here but uh last year was his sixth year and uh he'll be in the draft this year um He'll be the first center off the board in my bet. Um, but he's had the biggest impact on me, you know, um, while I was playing tackle, he was playing center. We weren't right next to each other, but his communication, the way he could lead an offensive line on the field and and in the meeting room and, you know, in the weight room too. But uh, the way that he could command an offensive line, making the correct identification, him and I communicating back and forth, you know, Hey, I see this. You might not see it. Let's make, let's change the call. You know, we were really able to mesh well together. Um, but you know, he really, he really showed me what it was like to play with an all American. Um, you know, I've seen all Americans play at Notre Dame, uh, but I didn't necessarily get to play next to them, but playing on the same line as John Michael Schmitz was a blessing. Yeah. He had an incredible combine too. That was you know, his draft stock went up. Like you said, he's going to be the first center off the board. And I think, I think that's true. I'd put money on it. Yeah. Shoot. Having I hope so. Uh, he, he's, he deserves it. Oh, absolutely. You know, like you said, he, he was there for a long time. He started for the Gophers for a long time. Sounds like a great leader, a great guy, but having a guy like that, um, does it make your job easier? Just knowing that you don't have to worry about something that's going to happen inside. Yeah, it, it does make my life easier. Um, you know, I've got, my own things to worry about on the outside, but also just with, you know, identification calls or mic calls, 
I know that he's going to make the right one. I know that he's not going to lead us astray in that. Uh, I had the utmost confidence with every single play that, all right, John's going to, John's going to lead us in the right direction and, and we're going to be able to roll from there. So sometimes it's difficult um, when you got a center who, who doesn't always make the right call, or maybe he's new to playing center uh, or whatever it is. But, you know, John was a, John was a pro. Um, so that was, that, that gave the rest of us a lot of confidence on the field. Yeah. And it's huge to have a guy who, who can get the box right every time and make the identification because it changes the blocking scheme completely. You know, if it's a four, three or a four, two, or it's an Oki, the combinations are different. You know, who the tight ends blocking is different and ultimately it can have a huge effect on the play. Absolutely. Do you have a a welcome to college football moment? (laughs) Um, So I early enrolled at Notre Dame um, so I graduated high school early and then, you know, I went through winter workouts, but I was able to battle through and, uh, continue to get better through those. But the real welcome to college moment was spring practice. You know, we, we start spring ball, got a couple days of just helmets and then it's the first day of pads and I'm, you know, all fired up. I'm hoping to, you know, give a good first impression to these coaches and players. And, uh, you know, I'm doing okay. Still a young buck, but trying to figure the playbook out and everything. But uh, we go to one-on-ones. And in high school, and my technique wasn't nearly what it should be, you know, start at the college level. But um, I think right tackle maybe like I think Robert like sprained his ankle or something earlier in the practice or or maybe he had to run over to the tent for something and we go to one-on-ones and I'm the one right tackle for this drill (laughs) and I'm like oh my gosh so I'm like okay you know we'll see what happens you know I'm gonna do my best so I get my stance coach gives us a set hut and I'm setting back and, you know, I'd love to see the film of this now, but um, I'm setting back and Julian Aquara, who got drafted to the Lions a few years ago, uh, starting DN for them, sprints at me and he goes speed to power right into me and puts me on my ass. Uh. <laughs> and so that was brutal, but, you know, pop up, sprint back to the line and, and uh, hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> but <laughs> first know, rep of college football one-on-ones. Yeah, first rep. And I run back to the line of scrimmage, and the rest of the guys are like, "You're good. It's all right." <laughs> you know, first first rep against an all-American. You know, you'll be okay. Uh, You're telling yourself, "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Here we go. This will be a long spring." But. Um, you know, it, it was, it was funny. And, you know, I look back on it and I was, I was disappointed at the time, but you know, all those times where, you know, I was going against guys like that, it only made me better. So, um, yeah, but very funny. Welcome to college moment. Yeah. That's probably the best one that I've heard so far since we've been doing this, uh, incredible story. I'm sure you learned a lot from it. 
I think that yeah. those moments are important because it really helps you define who you are and like you can figure out your why real quickly and you figure yeah. out if this is for you very quick. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I got put on my ass, I was like, first thing that went through my mind is, am I in over my head? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. What, what is, uh, you know, what do I need to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? Um, so just every day, you know, working on my past set, Every day in the weight room, getting bigger, stronger, a little bit faster, um, you know, so that that sort of thing doesn't happen. And definitely did not happen again. <laughs> um, not against that guy and uh, hasn't happened in a game. So knock on wood. But <laughs> yeah, make a mistake once. Don't make it again. That's that's the exactly. thing. We'll coach exactly. it once and then it's on you. Yeah, that's the sign of a driven coachable player. Oh, 100%. You you make a mistake, you own up to it, and then you learn from it, and you don't do the same mistake, and you just keep going up. Yeah, and and the coaches, or at least my O-line coach, who was there for that welcome to college moment, it wasn't like, what the hell, you made a mistake. It was like, you know, all right, we'll get better. It's okay. Yep. You know, success isn't always linear. You know, there's some ups (laughs) and some downs. It's not going to be a straight path to the top. Exactly. Why, uh, why should someone want to play football for the Gophers? What would be your sales pitch? Oh man. Um, I would say, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier is coach Fleck and his staff do a terrific job of turning kids into men and making great people. Um, you know, obviously they're, they're trying their very best to coach us up on everything that it takes to be a successful football player, but they're all, they're just as focused on making terrific people uh, in that building. So, uh, and I felt that, I felt that as soon as I put my name in the portal, as soon as I committed to the Gophers, I didn't know uh, really what the response was going to be from the guys. Um, you know, obviously you can, you could assume that people would be like, Oh, look at this kid, you know, thought he was too cool for the Gophers out of high school, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's just what was going through my head. Uh, but luckily I got welcomed with open arms and, you know, once I showed up here, it was like I had been here for four years and it was such a great experience. Um, and still is a great experience. And I attribute that to coach flex culture and, and building terrific men. Um, you know, coach Fleck always talks about academic, athletically, socially, and spiritually focusing on all four, four areas of your life. You know, football is, you know, athletics is one fourth of your life, uh, depending on how you look at it. But, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket and just be a football player because football doesn't last forever. So, um, you know, the way we run practice, the way we run meetings, uh, our weight training, all of that, it builds us to be great football players. Don't get me wrong, but also great men. So that's been my pitch to anybody who's asked me before, and that'll continue to be my pitch, uh, you know, as long as Coach Fleck is a coach. Yeah, and like you said, football doesn't last forever, and so it's important to have a plan once you're, you know, done playing football. Because I think the average NFL career is like 
you know, one and a half years or something like that. It's not very long, but right. you know, very few people make it. And so you need to have a plan that you can have, you know, have outside of football. So your life can continue without feeling lost is yeah. kind of how I describe it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going to the university of Notre Dame, that was a big thing for me as well. It's like, okay, depending on how well football turns out for me, I can still fall back on a university of Notre Dame degree. Um, and luckily I have that already. So, um, that'll definitely be a bonus for me. Uh, once football is all said and done, mm-hmm. hopefully not for a long time, but I hope so. Yeah. You have a plan. Exactly. Well, I appreciate it. That's uh, kind of my last scripted question. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you got practice and meetings and lift and whatnot and spring ball here, but you know, thank you for taking the time out of your day and just sitting down and chatting with me. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, no problem. Well, that's it guys. That's the episode. Thank you for, for listening. Continue to share this on Twitter, Facebook, you know, wherever you guys have been sharing it. We've got a lot of growth lately and we really appreciate it. Thank you very much and have a great day.